With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Recorded live. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Divine Mind Group Community Call and the Orion Mind School of the Prophets. I'm Jim Davis, your moderator. Today is Sunday, the 1st of July, 2018. Tonight's speaker is Gary Ray, which is also known as the White Wolf. And brother, whenever you're ready, if you want me to mute all, let me know. It doesn't make any difference, Jim. <coughs> well, I just didn't it's want just, to, uh, I didn't want well, the hecklers coming in there. If they start heckling, then mute them. But all right, the thing brother. is, is that um, I'm hoping that people will wake up because. See, what we keep our eye on, that's why they keep this crap in the news, is to keep us looking at the calamity, the weakness, the turmoil. When we look at that, because we are, I asked Donna, I said, Donna, tell me something. I said, who is the God of this world? She got quiet, took a breath or two, and I was, she was doing some you know, heavy-duty cogitation, as the man said. She said, well, Gary, we are. I said, you're correct. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I said, now, if you're the God of this world, this world there is referring to the God or the creator in matter. I said, we were put in the garden. We were given the power to control um, and uh, prune garden the garden. I said, but then on later on, it tells you that we are that fruitful garden. Yes. I said, so we got to be pruning, controlling, and directing us. I said, now, that part of us is called the first man, Adam. I said, but there'd be that other pillar back in there. I said, that's the second man, Adam. So now, once we understand that, we start educating our conscious mind. I said, then we can begin to program or put the objective thought into the subconscious, superconscious mind and give her thanks. Because, see, that's her duty. That's her job. I said, now, if I understand her and I approach her on a fair, honest, just, and balanced mechanism, I said, she's going to give me every good thing of my heart. I mean, that's just the way it is. Yes. I said, if you ain't getting what you want, because you ain't doing something correct. And uh, so we talked on, and uh, I explained to her, because her mother is in her 80s, and uh, me and her have agreed we're going to piss on the stump at 150. And uh, she got sick, and so I kept teaching her and teaching her and getting her to program. 
and uh, kind of have to get past Donna, but Donna, God, she's good as she can be. But sometimes people get hung up in this damn external crap, and if you're not careful, they'll bring the calamity right back in to their desire and screw up their prey. In other words, they'll take a shit in their own Cheerio bowl. And uh, I love Donna. I love Steve and their family. I mean, they're just fine folks. There's things that they do and they've done that I just got to where I had to back away because I just couldn't go there because I, I, I mean, I understood certain things. And But as far as fine people, man, Donna and Steve and Taylor and uh, um, Lenora, uh, Eleanor uh, are just about as fine as they can get, and Donna's got a couple of brothers and the twins, and Hella, the whole crew's good people, you know. I mean, it's just, they're just, just real good people. But uh, we can get hooked up with shit that sometimes, um, kind of like Harry Truman told uh, um, General Douglas MacArthur and, that, and Admiral Chester Nimitz, uh, he told them, he said, um, uh, Douglas, you got to watch what you're saying. He said, you can't say what you're saying, because, boy, he's calling them Japs all kind of crazy-ass names. And uh, he said, you're going to have to be more politically correct. Well, oh, Douglas MacArthur went and talked to Chester Nimitz. And he said, Chester, he said, do you know what the hell... Politically correct means. He said, no, Douglas. He said, I don't. Well, let's inquire. They sent a Twix back to Harry Truman. It wasn't about an hour later. They got a Twix back. Harry wrote to him and uh, told him certain things. And he Douglas had said, "Uh, Mr. President, he said, "I I talked to to Chester, he said, and, and neither one of us can figure out what in the hell this damn politically correct crap's all about. Can you please explain? So Harry fired back a Twix, and he said, Douglas, he said, it's like this. Political correctness is like trying to pick up shit by the clean end. That's what the hell is going on in the country. People are trying to pick up shit by the clean end. And there ain't no such animal. But uh, you're going to have to start looking out for your family, look out for your good. It's kind of like I just got that property. You have to start seeing that property finished, done, perfect, everything working. And, um, hell, if you're having to pay rent uh, for J.D. and them, um, and they ain't too damn far out of town, you might have to move his ass out there to that new place that y'all have to live in, you know, and get it all squared away. And um, it'll kind of put your ducks in a row in that direction and quit paying people uh, extra and outside people your money and get out of the damn school systems and crap like that and get up in there to where... uh, you kind of got control of your own bailiwick, as the man said. Because uh, 
this thing is we know of it. Let me tell you something. They don't believe in the Bill of Rights. They do not believe in the Constitution. They believe in every man having his cut of every man's stuff, whether it's theirs, they deserve it or not. And that crap ain't going to fly. Ain't never flown. Right now, they're fighting and spitting in the wind over Trump. Man, they don't understand. Some of what Trump's doing is biblical right out of the scriptures. I mean, uh, they might as well wake the hell up. See, all this calamity has come upon us as a nation or a race of people to let us realize, hell, we've left the laws of the Creator, the laws of good, good, and very good. And when we do that, we can't expect to get good because we ain't following the laws that make that happen. And uh, somebody said, well, I don't believe that. Well, that's fine. Just go right on ahead, son. Get your ass on out there on that railroad track. Do like that ostrich. Put your head down between a couple of them cross ties. And don't worry about the sound of that damn train coming because, hell, by the time it hits you in the ass, uh, you'll have an attitude adjustment. It's just that you won't be here to mess up the program. And see, this is the problem right now. We've got people that no longer know who and what Israel is. They think it's a damn bunch of Jews over yonder. The Khazaris that's in the land of Palestine ain't never read Hebrews, the 12th chapter. The Jerusalem that is uh, above, that's the one. It ain't the one down there uh, in Palestine. I realize what they're going to do, but they're going to try to manifest their physical limitation and bring those things to pass. But when the rubber meets the road, they're going to get a rude awakening. And uh, I had a lady tell me, she said, well, I don't have the same values that you do. I said, man, that's fine. You can have any value you want. I said, but you better understand this. People in this country do not practice peace. They practice and follow war. I said, because the economy is based on war. And I said, if you don't have a war, you'll be down in the pigsty, and you won't be shoveling slop to eat. You'll be eating the crap that's in the bottom of that damn sty. Now, you can call it good if you want, but it won't be long before you'll get attitude adjustment. Well, they don't want you to have a farm. Hell, they don't want you to be able to survive and, and, and produce your own fruit and food and nuts and veggies and so forth. Oh, hell no, they can't make no money on that. What does it say? They're not going to buy, sell, or trade without the name, the number, or the mark of the beast. You better figure out what that beast system is. That's a damn corporate system. Corporate because it's not a living, sentient, thinking thing. It's an artificial created structure where some damn crooked-ass politician, banker, whatever, can make a living. And then what did they do? Damn, they told the American people. If y'all will come on down here and join up with us, start putting your money into the stock market, 
and then they put it in, and it goes to CD Corporation. That word CD, if you look it up in the law dictionary, to seed something means that you transferred that property, that wealth, that right, etc., to another. That's what the stock market's doing. Our people don't know. They don't understand the law. User and interest, you cannot use user and interest. There's no way to pay it all. It's called the $11 principle. What is the end result of user and interest? Loss of life. Loss of property. You realize that there are cities of refuge in the land once the people of Israel truly come in. They're qualified. Ain't this damn shit that California and them doing out there every city, every town, every this, every that. If that's the case, then you might as well build a wall around California because every asshole out there is a lawbreaker. And if he steps across that line, just kill him dead, just like uh, uh, Joab did uh, Absalom. Um, it was um, and it was David's friend he said oh Abner thou hast died like a foolish man because he crossed that river knowing he could not leave the land of refuge well Israel went to cross and go in to a country and people got there and they said you ain't coming in, you ain't going through. Man, let me tell you something. That country began to get decimated. You got to stop and think about it. We're all one nation. We're all one people. We're all one blood. I don't give a damn what color you think you are. You need to find out what the hell that's meaning and what that's talking about. You start cutting off them, you're cutting off you. Because, damn, you part of them. How in the hell do you think of remote view, remote influence and control, etc.? The reason we know what the hell they're thinking, saying, and doing is because we're connected with them. All we got to do is step into that realm. And I am that. That is what I am. I become the living God in operation, reading, knowing the thoughts and intents of their heart, and there is no time, space, distance, or range. And said, man, you need to be careful. Boy, that sounds like you blasphemy. You need to go read the scriptures and find out what the hell those words mean. Well, I'll bless you too, Denise, because I kind of like them Canucks also. They are our brethren. They're just a different tribe. That's all the hell it is. But they're in the tribes of Israel. Now, but an Israelite, that's one that's learned how to wake up that special ability. We can all be genetically connected. But if we don't follow those laws that activate and bring us together as one. And hell, we're separated. God's not separated. You might be, but God's not. 
Well, that ain't his name. Well, what the hell are you going to call him? Yod, hey, Bob, hey? That's a formula. It defines the nature or character of action, and that details us. Amit, Alec, me, and Tabin. I can't have a God before the me, so I got to plow with the me. And when I do that, I can go to Tabin. I can get the end result. Let it say, Alex, to Tab. They're telling you the same story. Listen to them. Anyway, Jim, I'll throw it back to you. Tell me what you got on your thought process there. Well, brother, everything you're talking about, I mean, you know, most like you said, and you know, that's where people and mankind is making their mistakes. They're looking on the outwardness for the for the creator or the savior. God is not an external God. He is no. an internal God and he manifests his power and authority and our desires on the yes, outward. Absolutely. Listen, if you people would put on Neville Goddard, Joseph Smith, and just let them things run all night instead of listening to Coach to Coast or Clyde Lewis or whoever, and just let them play overnight, all night long, and then during the day, quit listening to them damn movies and all that crap on the news. It ain't worth a shit. Go back and listen to somebody that was telling you how to find the truth within yourself and then apply it. You'll prevail and overcome. Do you realize that if you were to start confessing and seeing earth at peace and in harmony, that the kingdoms of the earth would begin to fall apart? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Because they could not fight that law. They will. They would have to bow down and submit, brother. That's exactly what Scripture says. That's what we taught last weekend. The watchman <laughs> cried. Go back and listen. Go back and read. Go back and look. <laughs> Hell, you're special people. He tells us in, uh, you know, in the Book of Psalms. I believe it's eighty-two, verse six, and somewhere in there where he says, you know, that I said that you are gods, but you will die like men because you have, there's the lack of knowledge. You don't understand. Yes. Absolutely. And if, Absolutely. If, if mankind would just, like he says, like in the scriptures in the Old Testament, when you're reading it, then it says that word salah, that word salah means stop. Think about what's being said and group it together lightly. That's exactly. Stop. Pause. Think on this. Think on that. Yes, Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I mean, yes, sir. I can't help it. That blood clot in my elbow is just, I mean, it is kicking some butt. Um, Look, I love y'all. I'm going to back out of here. I mean, y'all take and do what you need to do. But honest to God, I, I need to lay down right now. I mean, this 
this is a strange deal, and yet I have learned so much in all these little deals that I have been through. I know that there's some great something that's here, and uh, it's like the girls, they were telling me, you know, because there's people that uh, I'm having to go pray for and do different things for it, too, and, and they're coming around, and and yet I know that I have to be careful, too, because uh, even Edgar Casey was told, Edgar, uh, don't run energy, but on about two of these people at a time. And uh, the reason is, is that you're having to deal with their thoughts, ideas, and concepts. And you can push them away. It's like if I pray for people at the mall or something like that, I have to break contact and throw it away. And yet I'll feel their thoughts as they try to travel with me. And I, I break them and throw them away. And this is something that you're going to have to do. I mean... Um, Anyway, Jim, I love you. We love you too, I brother. love you. I love you all. You're just going to have to stop and do some thinking. And as this thing starts coming down, you need to keep your, he said, keep your eyes stayed on Jesus. What is Jesus? It means an enlightened state of mind. You can't keep it on the state of fear. And as you begin to lift up your eye, Abraham, and walk through the height, and the breadth of the land, then all this is given to you. You can't walk through the heights and the breadth of the land if you're looking at the damn furrow down below your feet. You got to lift up your eye. You got to walk in a different realm of thought, ideas, and concepts. Yes. <laughs> anyway, Jim, I love you. Shalom, we love you too, being in health. I, I just can't help it. I got to back out. All right, brother. Shalom. Shalom. Huh. Well, folks, uh, you know, I wasn't planning on much tonight, but White Wolf did uh, So, you know, since he's gone and being the 1st of July, and I'm sure many of y'all don't want to be on here tonight because y'all probably have better things to do. But, uh, you know, y'all will bless you, keep you in perfect divine health, and always know that that divine creator is within. You know, the world system and mankind is looking on the outward appearance of that divine creator, Savior. And even... The man that did come that had some, you know, the knowledge to bring man back to the creator. He said, you know, that I and the Father and the Father in me, that he's our elder brother. He's the first of many brethren. He didn't say he was the only one. He said he was the first. And he said for us to be just like he is. And even the Messiah teacher said he thought it not robbery to be equal with God. In fact, what he was revealing there and telling people is that we are the creator. And the creator is us. Because he said he dwells 
in a temple not made with hands. That temple not made with hands is our bodies. And that life essence is that divine creator. We are the creator having, you can say, we are the dream of the dreamer. But yet we look at ourselves as that that's us. It is us. We are part of the creator. You can never be, uh, uh, how can I put it? Uh, what am I trying to say here? Excommunicated from the the creator. There's no way possible. The only way that will happen is when when you leave the body and that essence goes back to that divine creator, which is us. So all these churches tell you they're going to excommunicate you or do this to you or that to you. Tell them to go smoke a pipe or something because that they don't know what they're talking about. The creator says that I am in you and you in me and we in all. We are all jointly fit together. We are all connected, whether people like it or don't. We're, we see our personality or whatever you want to call it, the ego, as an individual. And it isn't. Everyone out there, we're all one body, one connection. But because we're in this body, we see ourselves as individualized and when we're not. That's why you can lay hands on the sick and they can recover. You can open the eyes of the blind and they can see. But it's according to their belief and their understanding. If they have no understanding and you tell them, well, I'm going to heal you, and they don't know what they believe, unless they come to an understanding to where they that they're accepting of that and see it and believe within themselves that you're able to do that, then those things will happen. That's why he said, see these works that I do? You can do these and even greater because I go back to the Father. What he was saying is that divine essence, that spirit essence, that that life essence that, that's in that body. Because he said, of myself, talking about the body, of myself, I can do nothing. The body can't do nothing without the mind of that divine creator telling it to do it. And that's why it tells us, as a man or woman thinketh in their heart, the heart is the middle subconscious mind. And it's inside of our, up in our, in our skull. I mean, all, when you look at the crucifixion of Christ and a lot of those other things, everybody takes it in a literal sense. And it's not a literal thing. Those things happen within each and every one of us inside of our bodies. And the things that's going on in our mind. 
and other things, if they really read the scriptures and look up the words when they do read it, you will get a totally different understanding than what these preachers and a lot of other people are telling. I mean, you would really get a uh, really get an awakening, and that's what we're here to do: is to awaken and to ascend to a higher consciousness, to to go back to the Creator from which we came. We came down the mountain, now we have to go back up. And you know when the Messiah teacher says, you know, you know, we do good, we do this, we do that, and everybody says, oh, see, he, he's all for us. But then the Messiah teacher says, nevertheless, I have somewhat against you. Do you know what that is? that he has against us. And he tells it, explains it right there. Because thou hast forgotten thy first love. And he tells us the kingdom of heaven is within us. It's not outside of us. Everybody thinks they're going to go off into some nebula somewhere with Jesus Christ. That is never going to happen. He said it happens within us. They're looking at an external creator, an external God, and it's not. It's an, He says he's personal. He's within us. He's the very life of us. It's a personal walk. <clears throat> he said that he sticketh closer than a brother, and our brother has our genes. So that ought to tell people something right there. The kingdom of heaven is within us. It does not come with observation. You cannot see it. And you will never see it like that. Because God is not external. He is internal. And by the things that you ask and do, the only things that we can do for the creator is, he says, obedience is better than sacrifice. He says to obey him and thanksgiving and praise. Those are the only things that we can give the Creator. There's nothing else you can give him no matter what you do. There's nothing else that you can give him. He only accepts thanksgiving and praise. And if you ever look at that, when you tell someone thank you, Why are you telling them thank you? Because they have either answered your question, what you needed to know, or they have given you something that you were seeking. And then you tell them thank you. You have received it. Otherwise, you wouldn't say it. He said he accepts thanksgiving and praise. You ask the Creator for something, your desires, and you hold on to it within your mind's eye, giving thanks for each and every day in each and every way, and don't lose sight of it. And you hold on to it till it manifests, and it will manifest. It will come into physical manifestation. That's why he tells people they're in need of patience. 
it, you just don't say it and it instantly happens. The only time that happens is when it, when Yava gives it to you like that is, is when it's absolutely necessary that it has to be there for a purpose or a reason. Otherwise, it's just like planting a seed in the ground. You plant it, cover it up, you water it. You don't make the seed grow. The Creator does. And after, and they grow after their kind. You don't plant a watermelon and expect to get grapes. You ask Him for something, you have to hold on to that desire, not be wishy-washy. Looking at it one way and then looking at something else. It says the double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man or woman think they will receive anything from God or good. You have to hold on to it with belief, faith believing. And it says faith is a substance. A substance is something that's real. Faith is a substance of things to hope for. You're putting your prayer out there in your mind's eye and you're giving thanks that he's already given it to you. Not that he's going to. Because if you say he's going to, it's off in the future somewhere. You'll never get it. God is always in the now. Today is the day. Now is the accepted time. Not tomorrow. Now. This very second, this very minute, this very hour. Today is the day. And when you ask the Creator for something, you have to see yourself already having it. You put the petition out there, and then you give thanks. Thanksgiving and praise, remember? That's what the Creator accepts. Thank you, I have received it, even though there's no sign of it in sight physically. In your mind's eye and in your heart, you know that not any... It says the Creator would not withhold any good things from those that love Him. It's just like you, your children asking you for something. You know if, if they want it and they need it, you, you will bend over backwards to get it for them if it's good for them. Same thing with the Creator. But it takes a process there. You just have to hold on to it in your mind's eye and give thanks and know that it is. And it says in, you know... The Messiah teacher, even the creator in the beginning, he said, my word my word has gone out. I spoke it out. And it will not come back void. That word void means empty. But it, it went out to do exactly what I sent it out to do. And that's what we have to do. But we have to lay hold of it. Lay hold of the horns of the altar. The altar is your mind the right and left hemispheres. You've got to bring them together, the male and the female aspect as one in, a, in, a, in communion. And that desire and that thought is the so-called child that will be brought forth. Your desire will manifest and come forth. If it's a child you want, and you, you're, you're in agreement, you're right and left hemispheres, just like a man and a woman, you bring them together. The child's not instantly born. There's a process. It takes nine months, roughly. What he's telling us, you just 
once you put it out there and you give thanks for it, hold on to it, to it till it manifests, and know that it is. Look at your imagination as the creator. Your imagination is the creator. You know, you can't think without that creator, but yet you can imagine, you can see, you can know, you can understand. You can see a good picture, a blessed picture, and you can imagine many things in in a blissful way. But yet at the same time, you can also curse things too. You can look at a bad picture in your mind or have resentment and a lot of things. And it, it says in the good book, that ought not to be so. It says the tongue sets on fire the very course of nature. That word fire means destruction. And it messes up a lot of things. And it tells us to be holy or right or right applying when we speak. We think about what we want and what we say before we just don't rattle the tongue off. We purposely put it into action the way we want it and desire it that we don't just jump, you know, let the tongue be an unruly member because you don't know what it will say. And it says, out of the heart, the mouth will speak. What's in your mind your mouth is going to speak. If it's good, good, and very good, that's what's going to come out of your mouth. But if it's bad, bad, and very bad, that's going to come out too. And he says that it's all on the will. What goes around comes around. If you give out good, the only thing you can get back is good. But if you give out the bad, it may take a little time coming, but it's going to hit you in the... Let's just say the caboose. And you ain't even going to know it because you're facing in a different direction. It's coming up behind you and you don't even know it until it overtakes you and you're in a world of trouble. Instead of purposely focusing on the things that are of good, honest, and of a good report. It says to think on these things and to speak those things. Speak things that you desire. You know, if you're married, tell your wife you love her, you you know, bless her, and, and tell her you're going to do nice things for her, and then actually do them. Don't don't say you're going to do them and not do them. I mean, and visualize things the way you want them. See it in your mind's eye, because it will manifest. It will it will manifest from inside outward. I mean, it's a it's a great and mighty thing, and even in the if you go back in the Old Testament, when uh, when it says now that man has become as one of us, if he can just perceive that word perceive means to see or to understand and know, nothing shall be impossible unto him. Those are the things that we need to do, speak and be, 
I mean, the world itself's got so much calamity and negativity and hurt and harm. We don't need that. Just cancel, cancel, cancel. Get it out of your mind and put a new picture up there within your mind's eye. Picture what you want that's good, good, and very good. If it's something you desire, a new truck, a car, a wife, or whatever, picture it in your mind's eye and give thanks for it as though you already have it. And it said it will not come back void. It will come, you know, it says my sheep go in and out and find pasture. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, folks. But uh, I've been on here long enough, and I just want you to know that, you know, y'all have a great um, Fourth of July and a great weekend. Enjoy it. May y'all bless you, keep you in perfect divine health and all those good things. And like I said, just in your mind's eye, picture the things that you desire and want. You know, it says, test me, prove me. It tells me, see if I won't pour you out a blessing where there's hardly room enough to receive it. The only way you're going to do it is by putting it out there. Visualize it, see it in your mind's eye, and give thanks. Don't ask God for it. Thank him for it. Thank him that you already have it. Even Even though there's no sign of it in sight and it will come not many days hence like it said see people are like I was telling you earlier people are looking on the outside for a God and all those things and from Genesis to Revelations it's telling you that the God and the creators inside of us that's why people are missing the mark And the mark for us is good, good, and very good. Why all of a sudden the world and everything out there, mankind is bad, bad, and very bad and going to hell? Because the thoughts of their mind are evil continuously, just like the scripture said. When you can purposely and, you know, willfully change your mind to do good and visualize it, see it, and give thanks that it is that way. And it sure is there's an almighty everlasting creator. It will happen for you that's good, good, and very good. But at the same time, there's the other side of the coin. You can visualize the bad and other things and be wicked to other people, and that will come on you. And people think it comes on the other people, but it doesn't. It comes on them through sickness and disease and death. And it doesn't always happen immediately right away either. It takes time because the scripture says that the creator is long-suffering. He gives them a chance to repent and turn from the wicked ways. He said he's long-suffering. But it, And he knows if you're going to change or not, but he, he still leaves that door open. But it's, you know, like he said, it's your choice. You know, like he told Moses in the Old Testament, he said, I've set before you life and blessing and death and evil. 
I would that you choose life and blessing. He gave the answer right there. But, he said, but, nevertheless, you choose. It's your choice if you're going to do the good or you're going to do the bad. It's That's why, and everybody... And these preachers that are telling you there's a devil out there and some spirit jumping in and out of them, they're, they're full of hogwash. If that's the case, the Creator would have got him out of the way altogether and there wouldn't be no bad. The reason there is because mankind is doing it. Mankind is the devil. Mankind is the one speaking out those things. If you go to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, you know when he says there's nothing from outside of a man? If there's nothing outside of you that can enter into you to defile you, that that tells you right there there ain't no devil and there ain't no evil spirit. That the only spirit that can enter into you, you're already in there. But it's your choice if you're doing the good or it's your choice if you're doing the bad. That's why the good you get blessed and you're happy. But if you do the bad, that's why turmoil and sickness comes on you and all those other things because it was your choice either to do good or to do bad. Those are like stop signs to people. When things start going to hell in a handbasket, so to speak, that that ought to tell you right there, hey, I'm doing something wrong. I need to repent. That word repent means to turn 180 degrees but from the direction you were coming from and go back, regroup, and think about what you've been doing. That's all it means. You can right the wrong, but if you keep going into wrong and the wrong and the wrong, it says when sin, and that word sin means ignorance. If you keep going in ignorance and not changing when the truth has come to you or it's there, and you keep going your way doing the same old things, it says when sin is finished, it bringeth forth death. When you could have repented or turned 180 degrees from the direction you were coming and go back, regroup and think about what was going on and why things are going wrong. Now, think about it. Really take a look at what's going on and to give thanks for the good. And watch how it changes. And watch how you're blessed. And watch how your desires just unfold. I mean, you see people out there selling their wares every day. They're selling their wares to people every day. Oh, positive thinking, this and that. And believe me, there's some good things out there. there I understand that. But the Ma- Messiah didn't say to sell it. He said, freely you got, freely give. And that's what we do here on these calls. We don't charge nobody for anything. We just want to spark something in them where it will cause them to go look for themselves. I'm not asking anybody to believe us. I'm just hoping that we cause something in you to cause you to go see for yourself. Study to show yourself approved like the scriptures say. A workman rightly, rightly applying the scriptures of the Word of God. A little here, talking about the Old Testament, a little there. And a little everywhere else, if you really look. 
everywhere the word of God, word of God or good. And if you like White Wolf was talking about earlier, if you look at the the words, if you look up the words in the scripture, their true meaning, it would literally flabbergast you. Because a lot of what these ministers, and I'm not saying they're all bad, but they're misguided. If you look up the words in in the, the scriptures, and you can get a strong exhaustive concordance or a Greek lexicon or a Thayer's, and you look up those word meanings and take it all the way back to the prime root of where that word came from and what it actually meant, you'll be surprised. And, you know, because the scripture tells you in there, the blind lead the blind, and they both fall in the ditch. And the one that most people call the Messiah teacher or Jesus, remember what he told the Sanhedrin priesthood. He told them on the outside, you're all clean and washed. You're all looking good and pious. He said, but on the inside, you're full of dead men's bones. He said, you stand in the gate. That gate is the gate of understanding of truth. He says, you stand in the gate and will not go in. The preachers don't go in. And they suffer no one else to go in either. They're, they're just like the Sanhedrin priesthood. They're, they're just gathering money. By, I mean, that's what, that's what they're doing. They make sure they get a... They, they'll tell you, well, you got to pay your tithes and offerings. People will be surprised if they look up what tithes and offerings really are. And it, it never said to give it to any preacher. It's, it never said to give it to any preacher. It was for the, for the helping of the people. But there's very few people that help anybody. They'll take up offerings sometimes three in one night. That's why you see all these mega churches popping up everywhere. It's all about the Benjamins. And what does the scripture say? The love of money is the root of all evil. I'm not saying money is evil, but when it becomes to where enough is not enough and that you're going to get it at all costs, that's when it's wrong because you have to have a medium of exchange to live, to buy groceries, to buy a car, to buy many things. Way back when, they used to use asses, camels, and goats. In our day and time, you can't carry asses, camels, and goats around. So they used the medium of exchange of money. And People use it, I mean, for all the wrong things when it can be used for the good, to bless everyone, themselves, their wives, their children, their grandchildren, and even other people. But when they take it to the point where, hey, I, you know, I've got, I've got this and I've got that and I need to get more and more and more and more and more and more and more, something's wrong. 
He didn't say to do that. He says to love, love your neighbor as yourself. Do unto others as you would have them do unto you. You know, you don't want to be without food or you don't want to be without clothing or you don't want to be without a car or nothing like that. The scripture says he will cause other men and women to give under your bosom. That word bosom means your pocket. If you're truly following the divine creator, those things, people will walk up to you and say, you know, the, you know, God put it on my heart to do this, or God put it on that. But usually when somebody does that, what does most people say? No, that's okay. I don't need it. You just pray for it, and God sends somebody, and then you tell them, no, I don't need it. I did that one time when I was young. And I look back, and he said, you know, and the Creator showed me, what you just asked for, I opened the door for you to receive, and then you you turn it down, you reject. We're not supposed to. If so, if, because when when they lay it on your heart or they give it to you, the Creator is going to bless them in the process. It's a two-way street there. They're blessing you. They're paying it forward, so to speak. But the, what I mean by that, the Creator laid it on their heart to give, and you, there's no way anyone can outgive God. If they give it, if it, no matter how big it is or how small it is, if they say that the Creator or God asking, laid it on their heart to give it to you, accept it with gladness and joy. And speak a blessing back upon them. And Yahweh will bless them. Like you said, he gave some, what, tenfold, some a hundredfold, some a thousandfold. You can't outgive God. And God, you don't, it can be one penny or $5,000. It doesn't matter. That one penny is just as much as you give them $5,000. Because none of that means anything to the Creator. It, it, you know, he can, he can do all things. There's nothing that He can't do. But He gave us a choice. He didn't give no devil, demons, no choice. And I know the Catholic Church and a lot of other people saying there's a burning hell and people are going to stew in hell forever. That's a lie. That is an absolute lie. And I know people say, well, I had a dream, I saw it. No, as a man or woman thinketh in their heart, the middle subconscious mind. What they think on and believe will manifest. And when they dream at night, they if they spoke out bad things, they're going to have the bad things according to their belief, how they believe it. When you understand and know that there is no hell as the way they're teaching it. Believe me, you talk about having a great great liberty and there's no fear there, no sting there, and you don't have to worry about 
And if you look, if, if there's anything, what they call hell is, it's the graveyard. And everybody dies and goes there. The body does, but the very spirit goes back to God who gave it. We all go to the creator. Everyone, and even he told Peter and them too, Peter, none are going to be lost. But you can't tell them that they're here to awaken, to understand and grow and go forward. It's our choice to do good or bad, to drive a car or not to drive a car, to put pants on or don't put them on, you know, or or to eat or not eat. One is good and one is bad. I mean, you've got to rightly divide it. You've got to rightly understand and for what reason or why you're doing it. Not because you stubbed your toe or hit your finger, so you're going to go knock four or five people in the mouth. You know, that's not the way it goes. Do unto others, you would have them do unto you. You want to be blessed and you want to have a harmonious days of your life. And that's what it says. Truth or mercy will follow us all the days of our life if we so choose and we walk in it and rightly divide it. You know, when someone irritates you or makes you mad, count to five or ten. And if you still got that, you know, that you want to say something, count another ten. And just say, cancel, cancel. I'm not like that. I am blessed and I bless them. You know, they don't understand. And just move forward, walk in it. And uh, you will see the great and mighty things the ever-living has for you. If we if we do not look outside for a, you know, the Creator is inside of us, and He said that's where the kingdom of heaven is, and it truly is. It's not outside, and you will never see a kingdom of heaven like that, because it does not say that in the Scripture. It says it's inside of us. When it's our time. Afterward, we check out of here from doing the things that he sent us here to do. Our bodies will just, the very instant you take that last breath, you're instantly in another place, in another body, as you're moving onward and upward. And the other body is, you know, it's just, it turns back to dust. You're going onward and upward. And everybody says, well, what am I going to look like? What am I this or that? It says you will be known as you are known. So the minute, hypothetically, if if the, the next day or two or next year or five years from now, when you take your last breath, you're instantly in another place in the body that you're in, but it's it's in a different, like they say, you know what they say, uh, dimension. It's a it's a it's a faster uh, vibration and 
uh, how can I put it? Because it makes it invisible to us. We can't see it until we leave leave this body here and go to the next. But we're in this in a body just like we left. We're continuing on, onward and upward. And and if you're 80 or 90 years old, when you get to the other side, you're not going to be 80 or 90 years old. He said, young men. He said, in the kingdom of heaven, there's no young men. Talking about little kids and older people. Everybody, whether they're, that means every single one. We're going to be in our, our prime of life. We're going to be young. Moving onward and upward. He says, we don't know what we'll look like exactly, but we will know that we've been changed. There's many, many things. And... uh You know, there's just so many things that if if we dare to look in it, you know, for ourselves and not be so quick to judge, and and I know people mean well, and I know they probably say that about us. You know, like I told you earlier, I'm not asking people to believe me. I'm just telling of the things that's happened to me in my life and what I've come to know and understand. I just hope that something inside of you, uh, you know, or by something we've said sparks your interest that causes you to go look for yourself. You know, because when you see it, you're not going to have no need that anybody show you. That's what the scripture's saying. When you study it and you look up those word meanings and you see it and know it for yourself, you're going to know, and you, you're going to know what to do and how to do it. And you ain't going to, you will know when somebody's telling you the truth and when they're not, because you've studied it, you've seen it, and you know it. And he tells you there's only one God, one faith, one belief, you know, one baptism, the Father of all that's in us all and through us all. But yet there's how many different religions out there and everybody's saying they're right. How are you going to know if they're right or not unless you study it and read it for yourself? I'm not saying not listen to the ministers when they preach it. I don't. You don't have to obey them. I don't care. They tell you that you have to obey them. That's hogwash. If by you reading the scriptures and him reading the scriptures, and by, when you study and you know and know the word meaning, and when he's preaching up there, when he gets you know off track, you're going to instantly know if you study and search out. You know, like it says with fear and trembling. And it don't mean being afraid. It means 
It means with respect and honor that you're obeying the divine creator. You're taking the time to to read it and to study it, look up the words and the true meanings of where they came from and not taking any man's word for anything. Because even the Messiah teacher said, the letter of the law, we're talking about the Bible too, the letter of the law killeth. But the spirit, the mind, maketh it alive. Which means if you study it, and you understand where those word meanings come from, you're going to know when somebody's lying to you and when they're telling you the truth. And you're going to know how to pray and make things manifest just like the Messiah did and just like it's telling us to be overcomers. It says in the last days, they, you know, they're going to say, well, Christ is here. No, he's over there. No, he's down the road. No, he's at the bottom of the hill. He's over there. He said, I say, go not out. Don't do that. The only way you're going to know which is right and which is not is by you studying it, reading it, and looking up those words. By a strong, exhaustive concordance of the Greek and Hebrew, it's got every every verse in there and every scripture from Genesis to Revelations in that. And it's got the Greek and the Hebrew in the words. It tells you what those meanings are. And I think that once you start, you're gonna, it's going to flabbergast you. And you're going to say, oh, my God. And you're going to know that they've been lying to you in a lot of ways just so that they can fill their pockets and have some good days for themselves. Have you noticed how they had a little church at first? And all of a sudden, well, God blessed us and we we have the money to build another church bigger and better. You ought to ask some of those preachers if they, if they get a 501c3. That 501c3 is a tax credit that IRS gives them, which is 65%. Hypothetically, if they brought in a million dollars, $650,000 goes in that preacher's pocket, and he don't have to pay tax on it. And he can also negotiate the other 35% with IRS. That's why you see those mega churches popping up all over the place. Joel Osteen and all of them, they're filling people's head, well, do this, do that, do that. Why isn't he doing what the scripture says? To help the widow and the fatherless. You know, to help help your fellow man. Do unto them as you want them to do unto you. Remember when they had the, that hurricane? When he flat out came out on the news and he told them, no, I'm not going to let them stay at mine. They, they'll mess up my auditorium. And there was such a stink went out across everybody, and they thought, what the heck's wrong with this guy? It ain't his. It belongs to the, you know, the people. But if you look, that building and that auditorium's in his name. 
even though it's got the church name, his name is on it. He can sell it if he wants to. And he gets the money. Not the people. There's a way that seemeth right unto man, but the end thereof is destruction and death. See, they're up there preaching hallelujah and doing this. He's selling books, making millions, plus all the millions that the people are giving them every day or every time they have church. And he says, well, we got to pay for the, we're on television. Why don't he have faith that God will manifest it where it don't come out of the people's pocket? I've seen that happen, literally. But people, you know, they don't, they say they believe, but they don't believe. That's why the scripture says they have ears to hear, but they don't hear. They have eyes to see, but they don't see. They only see what they want, and they speak what they want instead of what it says. You know, do do the good, and you'll be blessed. If you speak and do the bad, you'll either be. It's just like the electricity. You can use the electricity, and you can heat your house, turn your lights on. You can do all those wonderful things. Or you can stick something in it, it'll either shock you, burn you, or kill you. If you used it right, you get the blessings out of it. If you use it wrongly, and there's a lot of kids, even babies, that are crawling, and they don't have no knowledge about that, but yet they go do it. And it tears them a new one because it tells you ignorance is no excuse. The law is still the law, whether you obey it or whether you don't. You hear about little kids sticking their fingers or a piece of metal in a light socket, little one-year-olds and stuff like that. See, they did not have no knowledge about that, but yet they did it. And, you know, like I said, it will either knock them away or to burn them or it could kill them because they misused that law. And that's the same with the law of the creator and everything else. There's a way to use it and do it for the good, and there's a way to do it for the bad. And the 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 thing is, the creator gave us a free will. There's no devil or demon or wickedness out there that's causing that. It's our own stinking thinking. Either we're going to do what the Creator says do, or we're not. He gave us a free will. He says, if you do this, I'll bless you and sanctify you and, you know, this and this and this. But if you don't, you'll be cursed and the diseases will come upon you. And when sin is finished, it's going to bring forth death. It's not, everybody's looking to blame somebody else. And it's not. Remember, it says that the that the the Creator is a personal. The walk with the Creator is personal. The reason it's personal because He's in you. He's not out there. He's in you. He's in me. He's in every one of us that comes here. Otherwise, if He wasn't, 
we would not be alive. He is the very life that we are. And he's telling us what to do and how to do it. That from Genesis to Revelations, those are stories. A lot of people think they're literal people. Those are those are stories with hidden meaning, with hidden meanings. And every one of them is telling us about ourselves and about the Creator. The stories of Moses, the story of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Esther, and all of them, and David. They're all every one of those stories are talking about us as individuals. But yet we're all jointly fit together. That's why he says and he has so many different ways of telling the same story. He says, How can the bodies jointly fit together? The the leg can't say to the foot, I have no need of you, or the arm tell the elbow, you know, I have no need of you. It all jointly fits together and works together. That's the way mankind is supposed to be. And that's the way mankind is to think and magnify that divine creator essence that is in each and every one of us. But we have a tendency to blame everybody instead of looking in a mirror at ourselves. And I know many of you people know this here saying, it's a kid saying. You know how they say, I'm rubber, you're glue, whatever you say bounces off me and sticks to you. What they're saying is that they may call you names and do all this and that. They bounce off of you if you will allow them to bounce off and they go back to them. What they gave out, they're going to give back. Unless when they're speaking that to you, you accept it and hold on to it, then you willingly accepted what they said about you, knowing that it's not true. But if you would have just said, cancel, cancel, and not get mad about it and just brush it off, it would have went back to them and things would start happening to them unless they repented of it and re, you know, thought about it and asked forgiveness. Don't do it no more. Once you understand it, don't go do it again. Move beyond that and go keep moving forward. That's what it's all about. And as Whitewell was saying earlier, if you look up Neville Goddard and also uh, Joseph Murphy and on YouTube, they have a lot of uh, dissertations or um, things. And they were back, you know, in the 1800s, 1890s, and stuff was when they were they were born and stuff. I mean, I mean they're very knowledgeable, on that. and if you apply some of the things and the things that they're telling you, and really dissect it and listen to what they're telling you, and then you apply it, you would be surprised. I mean, 
you will be blessed in so many ways you're going to say, oh, my God, I never knew it could be this way. Because, man, I mean, every church out there is saying that they have the truth, they have the answers. But yet, and there's so many different religions. The only way you're going to know what's right is by taking that good book, and it is a book with 66 books and all, and you get the strongest importance. And as you read it and then you look at, I don't mean every single word, but, you know, the names of the people and the different things, you will see and understand and know. And you will be blessed beyond your wildest dreams. But you have to apply it. It tells us, don't be hearers only. It's to the doer. Those that hear and do the will of the Father, the Creator. They're the ones that's going to be blessed. They're the ones that's going to move forward and be saved. Like, you know, there's a lot of different things in there that... I mean, if you do that there, you will be blessed and amazed. You'll be such an overcomer. And, I mean, wealth and prosperity and goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life. Now, I'm not saying you won't have a time where you get down and out sometimes. And we have to walk through the valley. Remember the Psalms? Though I walk through the valley of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. What it's saying is when things come away and it's not working out exactly like we think it's going to work out, that's when you lift up your eyes, like it says. Why do you lift your eyes up? Because when you lift your eyes up, it's telling you to meditate on the the way you want it and see it in your mind's eye the way you want it. And then give thanks. Thank you that I have it now. I know that I am blessed each and every day in each and every way. The good that I am seeking and the desires that I put forth, Yahweh sees that I receive them. They come to me quickly and easily in every way. And I am blessed and I am grateful and I give thanks that I already have those things. Because there's nothing impossible unto God. God said, light be, and it was so. He's teaching us to be just as he is. I and the Father are one and the same. How can you be a son and daughter of the Creator if you're not just like him? He said, light be, we should be able to do the same thing. When people want healing... What, what, did, what did the man Jesus say? Believest thou that I can do this thing? Do you believe that I can do that? And what did the person say? Yes. And it said in the self-same hour, they were made whole. And the, it, it wasn't the physical body. It was the the man, the creator, the God inside of that man. Because the one they're calling Jesus said, of myself, talking about the body, 
He was making a distinction of myself, talking about the literal body. I can do nothing except what I see the Father, the Creator, the man inside, the light being, the light essence. Remember, he said he was the light of the world. Now we must be the light of the world. He's, he's telling you where all the, these answers are. He's telling you that we are, we are the creator. The light being is inside of us. He dwells in a temple not made with hands. It's not external. Remember, the letter of the law killeth. That's an external thing. That's a literal external thing. But he said the spirit maketh alive. The spirit's inside. That's where the kingdom of heaven is. The kingdom of heaven does not come with observation. But look, that word says look or lo, listen to what I'm telling you. The kingdom of heaven is within you. That's what the Messiah teacher was teaching people. He was trying to get their attention to where they, they can understand and know and do it. But everybody wants to look on the outside instead of the inside. That's why it says we look in the mirror darkly and see what manner of man we are and then we turn and then we forget who we are. That, that we, we look at ourselves in the mirror, that's just the fleshly body. That ain't the real me. The real me is light and divine spirit, mind. If you look up the word spirit, it means the mind. God is an eternal mind that's in everybody. And he can manifest and do all things. He's, he's showing us how to be as he is. Otherwise, you cannot be a son or daughter of the creator. And even the Messiah teacher said that he thought it not robbery. That it, it's, you know, to be equal with God. We have to be equal with God or we, can't, we cannot do those things. I and the Father are one and the same. God's presence spans everything everywhere and all of us at the same time. And it's Him doing those things. But we're, because we're in this body, we're perceiving ourselves as individuals and we're not. We're all connected. Where every one of us are connected. That's why when people want healing or a prayer and you pray for them, lay hands on them, they get healed because we're connected in that spirit light sense. Most people looking on the outward appearance, they don't. They need to see it from within. And God is everywhere at the same time. There ain't no there's no place that anyone can go that God isn't. These are the secrets and the things that the scriptures are really talking about. If if people dare to go and look into it and see for themselves. And I know many people, and I did the same thing, pray that we have a victorious life and we walk in victory and all this and that. Well, you can. It is. Today is the day. Now is the accepted time. Tomorrow may never come. It's always today. God is always in the now. 
He's not in the not in the past. He's not in the future. He's always in the now. And the past, present, and future is going on at the same time. It's going on now. And even quantum physics and these other things that people are trying to put two and two together, they're seeing that, and it's boggling their mind. They don't understand. If you know the Creator, then you will know all things. That's what it says. First, believe that He is. Talking about the Creator. You've got to first believe that it is and that it is a rewarder of them that diligently seek it. And when you do, that's why they say knock and the door will open. When you start seeking and looking for it and you're basically knocking, it says knock and the door will open. The door is going to open. You're going to find out what's really going on. Seek it. When you're look, while you're looking for it, you're going to find it. You're going to find the answers. You're going to find all this stuff. And you know, and the last one says, "Knock," but it's not. It's not knock. It's that the last one is no. They put knock there, but it's actually no. You're going to know the answers, and you're going to know the way. You remember it says, my people know the way, and where I go, they know, and the way they know. I mean, it's it's all there. It's all connected. It'll open up. It will unfold for you. It will open up if you dare to look and dare to take a chance. We've got to forget. We've got to remember this body is nothing. We're in this body. Like he says, we're in this world, but we're not of it. This body is just to carry us around while we're in this body. But we're not of it. We can do so much more. And he says, when you're in a deep sleep of the night uh, and, and slumber on the bed, that God instills instructions in you. Let's talk about your dreams. Or you may have a vision while you're awake. But your dreams, if you learn to pay attention to your dreams, uh, I mean, you you will, they might seem like you don't understand what they are, but if you write them down and think about them, the answers will, un, will unfold. And sometimes people have what they call bad dreams or negative dreams or sexual dreams don't don't judge them don't judge them but look at it write uh, write it down if you can write it down when you wake up and if you remember write it down and then look it up what you think is a bad dream or a and usually when you have a bad dream and it scares you most people wake up that's that's your higher self or the Creator trying to get your attention, to pay attention to what He's trying to show you something, to tell you and reveal it to you. But most people, when they have like a scary dream, oh, they wake up. Or if they feel like they're falling, they wake up. you got to remember, you're in control of the dream at all times. 
if you weren't, when you were having that dream of falling, you wouldn't have woke up. Or if you had a bad dream that something was chasing you, you wouldn't have woke up. You you wanted to wake up, so therefore you woke up because you were in you were in control of your dream at all times. It's just that the Messiah or the the Creator was trying to reveal things to you, and that's how He does that when you're in the deep sleep of the night, because during the day your mind is going a million miles an hour, and it's like a babbling monkey jumping around in there. You know, you that's why it tells us to meditate, to still our thoughts, still our thinking, to where we can hear that still small voice. And that's through the dream state. It, like before you go to bed, just say, y'all, you know, say, Lord or God, you know, if I have a dream tonight, I'm going to remember and recall and retain my dream. And that, if I have any questions in my dream, I'm going to ask questions. And I know you will reveal the answers to me. And you will be surprised. If it don't happen the first time, just keep doing it the same way and you watch. You will see and understand. You know, I can't do it for you. You have to do it yourself. It's an individual thing. Now, we can talk about the good things that the Creator has done for us, but I'm coming from the perspective of what I've come to know and understand and the things that the Creator has done for me. And it says we overcome that adversary or negative thinking is by the words of our testimony. That's how we don't do those bad things. No, we tell the good things that's happened to us, that other people can be blessed and, you know, see and understand. And then they can tell theirs. But that's what it's all about. And I know I've been talking here for a while. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna end the call here in just a second. But I want each and every one of you to know that I appreciate you coming, that Yava bless you keep you in perfect divine health, and everybody says, why do I say Yava? It's those four letters that's in the in the scriptures. Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. That is the name of God. Yod, Hey, Vav, Hey. But it's also a formula teaching you how to, to go into the higher state of mind and receive from the divine creator. Remember Paul? He said he went to the third heaven and seen the seventh. It, I mean, it's it's all there. But it all happens within us. And then what we speak out and things comes into manifestation in this three-dimensional world, we're the one that causes the good or the bad. That's why it tells us we're going to be judged by every idle word we say. That means every single word we say. Was it good? Was it honest? Was it constructive? Or was I just babbling my mouth? It tells us not to eat. You know, in the scriptures it says, don't foolish jest. 
That word foolish yes means don't joke around. Because your subconscious mind, the mother of all life, it it don't joke around. It, you speak it out. You're the king. You know, it tells you that we're kings and priests in the household of God. We're the kings speaking it out. And our word is law. Our word is law. It says we're going to be judged by every idle word we speak. Yeah, but the karma, look up the word karma. You're going to find out it's, it's, it's that karma means that either we blessed somebody or we cursed somebody. I can turn around and tell someone, you know, I love you dearly. Or I can turn around to that same person and say, say, you know what? I dislike you. I hate you. And I don't want nothing to do with you. I cancel that out. I was just using that as an illustration. But, uh, I mean, you can see the two sides of the coin. And, I mean, that's in everything we do. It doesn't matter what it is. We have a right foot, a left foot, or right hemisphere of the brain and left hemisphere of the brain. We have a male and a female. I mean, everything's, it, it, everything is dual, even the money. You have a front and a back. You have the heads and the tails. I mean, everything's that way. You've got to rightly divide the words of truth and knowledge and see. Because we're the ones, when bad happens to us, it's because something that we did not understand and we spoke, spoke it out in ignorance or acted upon it. That, that, that's why ill will comes to you. Other people can't make things happen to you. They may come at you like that they're the ones doing it, and they may be speaking things out, but none of that can come against you unless you accept it in your mind's eye. If they're calling you all bad names and say they're going to do this to you and that to you, if you accept that in your mind and let fear come on you, well, then guess what? You better get prepared for it because it's going to happen. But that, if you, in your mind's eye, and, and you know, within yourself, you say cancel, 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 I, that is not what I want, and I do not accept that. And then you turn around and put a different picture up in your mind's eye of what you want, seeing them blessed, seeing yourself blessed, and everything fine. You have, we have to do that in order to be the overcomer, in order to see the powers of the Creator working in our lives just like it did in the Messiah teachers. And he was just a man like we are. I mean, there's just so much. It is doable. Yes, it is. The soul has to understand versus the mental plane of external understanding. Yes, man is looking at the external. Everything, everything we're looking at is an illusion. And people say, well, how can that be? Ask a doctor 
ask a doctor how you see with your eyeballs. You know what he's going to tell you? You don't literally see with your eyeballs. All you're seeing is light. All you're seeing is light. It goes through the retina of your eye and goes to a place in the back of your brain, right at the back of your head that's maybe uh, two inches by one inch, something like that square. And then it interprets what we're seeing. And we're literally seeing light, whether it be in day or night. And the doctor will actually tell you, you literally don't see with your eye. All you're doing, it's, it's picking up light and putting that out. But see, they got what they call a third eye that's up there, the pineal gland. And if you go back and read the story of Jacob and Jacob's ladder, look at the land that he went to where he laid his head. He went to the land of Peniel. Isn't that the same as Pineal, the Pineal gland? And the latter, he saw angels descending and ascending. They weren't literal angels. That's your spine. You know, you got you got a Cossack bone. You ask a doctor what a Cossack bone is, a sacral. He's going to tell you they call it the holy bone. That's where the the sacred uh, 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 what do you call it secretion runs from that and travels up our our spine, the thirty three vertebrae through the up through the the spinal cord that that fluid. It goes, it travels up. And we've got seven energy centers within our body. And if they're all open, like they're supposed to, and then it goes through the process like it says, and if you look on YouTube and look up Santo, Santo Spinacci or others there about the sacred secretion, they will they it will show you what it's all about. This happens inside the body, not out. And as that happens, your third eye will open, and it's got cones and rods just like your literal eye does. But the only difference is you see in into. The pineal is the pineal gland is called the throne of God. It's literally known as the throne, the throne of God. You know when when the, the Messiah teacher said, "I sit down on the Father's throne." Now you must sit down also. The Bible's telling you everything about the Creator and about yourself. It's literally about the divine creator in us as a personal thing. Even though there's millions and billions of people. And what has he said in Psalms 82, 6? I said, who is I? I is the I am, the creator. I said that you, talking about us, each and every individual here, I said you are God's. 
We are gods. But you will die like men, a natural-minded man, because you have no knowledge, you don't understand. And people say, oh, well, they're blaspheming. No, I'm not. I know what the scripture says. You can read it in the, in the ancient text. And you can read it in it from old to new, and it's it's out there everywhere. And every religion in the world has the same stuff. But they just pick and choose what they want to do. And they have these different rituals. And ha- they keep you busy to where you really don't know what's going on. Remember, the blind lead the blind, and they both fall in the ditch. We can't, we can't leave it up to someone else to get us there because they cannot get us there. We have to get ourselves there by the perfect union with that personal Savior, which, yeah, I'm, I'm just telling you, it's, it's there. We have to do that. Yes, the sexual energy, the brain we have. Like I tell people, they, 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 you know, that sexual energy, it takes the male and the female. It's just like, you know, you know when it says as above, so below, what it's saying, as what's going on within the mind-brain, okay, so it happens below in the physical aspects of the groin and the body and this and that. And the sexual experience that a male and a female has, you know, when they when they can join and they bring forth a child, right? Well, look at that concept in the brain. You've got a right hemisphere, the woman, the subconscious mind, and you've got a male, the conscious mind. They have to come together as one in agreement, like the scriptures are teaching about the apostles and everything. You have to discipline them. And if you ask a doctor, we have 12 cranial nerves in our body that come up to the head. Those are the 12 apostles that it's really talking about. You have to discipline them and put them in subjection to yourself and not let them run to and fro like a babbling monkey and listening to everybody. You have to be the king and the priest that sits on the throne. You have to rule and reign yourself in perfect unity and obedience to the true divine law and nature that was set forth. That's what it's all about. If people dare to look. And sure, it talks about the sexual energy. Like I tell people that... God's having sex continually There's in, throughout the whole universe. People say, oh, my God, that's, that's, that's this, that's that. No, the scripture says God is not a man, that he should lie. He is the consciousness. He's that divine light that expands the all things that are. Nothing was made without him making it. Including us, he made this body. He made this body to dwell in us. He tells you, "I dwell in a temple, not made with hands." He's not talking about some stupid church building down there. He don't care nothing about that. 
He don't live in there. He lives in us. We carry God everywhere we go. That's why he tells us to be holy in all conversation. That word holy means right. We need to be right in our conversation. I don't mean saying shit, damn, and all those other words. You know, that's man telling you that that's vulgar and that's that. God didn't say that. He says, be holy or be right in the way you speak. Don't hurt your fellow man. Do good to everybody around you. If you give out good, you're going to get good. If you give, if you give bad, you're going to get the bad. It may happen right away, or it might be a little while down the line. You know, it might be a week, two weeks, a month, maybe two years. It all depends. But it does come back around. That's what you were talking about, karma. But it's nothing that somebody else did to you. It's somebody, something that you did to yourself. We're here to stop the karma, to stop the coming back around. We're here to understand and know and move forward. We have to cause movement. Take 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 uh, the electricity. You have to have a positive and a negative in order to create a circuit. The positive can work by itself, and the negative can work by itself. It takes both of them conjoined together. And it makes the electricity move and flow. That's just like the male and the female. They're conjoined together and they're causing the baby, the electricity, to flow, to come forth. See, you can use the same concept as above in your mind where it really is all happening and below. In your, in your natural parts of your body. That's the concept. That's why it's telling you. Whatever's going on up here, you have to think it before it can happen. And you think it before you can speak it. It says, you know, out of the heart, the middle subconscious mind, the mouth will speak. I mean, it's all there. If you really take the time, that's why it tells us in the scriptures, it tells us, study to show yourself approved. A workman, whether it be a male or a female, rightly dividing, uh, you can take that word divide out. You can say rightly applying the truth. A little here, a little there, everywhere the truth. You take a little there and a little there, you get a better understanding and you group it together. And it gives you a better story. That's why if you look in the Old Testament, they used, in in Egypt and stuff, they used hieroglyphs. They said a picture is worth a thousand words or ten thousand words. They didn't use words, they used pictures because your mind sees in pictures. Like if I tell you a white horse or a black cat, in your mind you already pictured that. You knew what I was talking about when I said a white horse or a black cat. 
you could already see it in your mind's eye. Even though it's not physically in front of you, you can see it. That's what God's talking about. That's what the that's what it's all about. And you just apply it. You have to come from the place of everything with God is done. Like he says, everything that's that's ever been created or or that will ever be created is already created. Because it said he rested. If he's resting, he ain't doing nothing else. He's letting it fly play out. It, it's up to us. To him that believeth, all things are possible to him that believeth. He's already put everything there. You just have to, whatever your desire is, it's kind of like reaching out and taking it. I thank you that I have it. Not that you're going to get it. Don't say you're going to get it. That's putting it off in the future somewhere. With God, everything is now. Now, 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 now. That's why he said today is the day. Not tomorrow, not yesterday. He said today is the day. And now is the accepted time. Not five minutes from now or an hour or ten years from now. He said now. You have to see yourself and come from the place as God does as already having it. Like he said light be and it was. Even though there's a process for us to receive it, to where it manifests into this three-dimensional world that we live in. But it does. That is correct, uh, 17. See, they read the scriptures where it says, God owns the earth and the fullness thereof. And he also said he owns the cattle on a thousand hills. It didn't mean just a literal thousand hills. That back then, that was the largest number they had at the time. That was like saying a hundred billion or a hundred and trillion. Uh, there's nothing impossible to the Creator, and you can't outgive God. There's enough for everybody to have trillions of dollars if they desired. But man has filled other men's heads full of garbage and stuff. And they're they're projecting themselves as the only ones that can have it and telling you you can't have it, that you're no good, you're not, uh, you know, that they're royalty. They're no more royalty than my hind end. You know, like the Queen of England over there and Prince Philip, every, you know, she's the Queen of Britain, right? She's not British at all. They're German. Prince Philip comes from the line of Frankenstein. And she's German too. The true queen was Mary, Queen of Scots, that they killed. And they usurped the authority and took over. But they're no more royal than you and I. They See, I know you heard this here saying, that the dupey conqueror always rewrites his story. What is his story? Isn't that history? They rewrite history to make themselves look good and their prodigy. 
That doesn't mean that it literally happened the way they said it did. They just took it out and put it there to where they teach you that that's what happened. And it and it's not. That's why you that's why it tells us to study to show ourselves approved. In other words, if we study and look up what the word means that and look for those documents, we're going to find them. And we're going to find out what really happened, not what they're saying happened. That's like these people, they remember all those myths and all those uh, stories about the people with the boats with treasures and that that sank in the sea? But yet they wrote about them, they had this and that. There are certain people out there, they took that as the truth, and they it may have taken them years to find it, but lo and behold, they found it. Just because they said it was another way doesn't mean it was. They kept looking and they kept following the leads and kept doing this. And you know what? Your labor is not in vain. You shall receive what you ask for. But you have to apply it and you got to hold on to it. You can't say, woman, well, thank you that I have this here. And then a little while later, or a few days or a few weeks later, you say, you know, I don't know. I, I didn't get it. Don't don't let negative go in there. That's, that's adulteration. Remember from Aleph to Tavern, from the beginning of your concept and your thought, the pure thought, you keep it pure all the way through, through thanksgiving and praise. Don't let the negative get in there and say, maybe, might, if, what if. Bury them in the backyard, you know, those words. Don't, don't use them. Only see yourself having. And don't go tell everybody what you're asking for and believing the Creator for. When, when it manifests, then you can tell them. You can write it down, you know, your, your concept that you had, and your, you keep it in your mind's eye, write it down, and the date that you did that, and then when it comes to pass, you know, you have proof that this is what happened. I started here and it ended up here. Now I, I have it right before me. It's happened to me several times. When I first come up from down from Texas, I come up here. Um, I left my vehicles and stuff down in Texas, but I needed another vehicle. Went to the bank. The bankers told me, I'm not giving you shit. I don't know you from Adam. He never took a credit report or nothing. I said, well, sir, I understand that. I said, but I know as sure as there's a God in heaven and that my desire, I will have the vehicle that I'm looking for. I come here to see about getting a loan. I'm not asking for nothing for free. He said, no. So I left. But he had my number. The next day in the morning, he called me on the phone. He said, uh, Jim, can you come in here? I said, for what? He said, I, I just got a question I want to ask you. I said, well, why don't you ask me on the phone? He said, no, I want you to come in. And I went in. And as I walked through the door, 
I saw the check that he had made out. It was like for, I think, $23,000. He never, I never gave him a, an application or anything to take no, you know, check my credit or nothing. When he went in there, he, he had to check there. He says, does that stuff really work like you like you were telling? I said every every bit and then some, but you have to understand and know. There's no guesstimation with God. You have to understand it and know it. If you don't know it, that means that you don't have no knowledge. You have to understand it and know it, but you've got to apply yourself to receive it. And I, he said, okay. He says, uh, he said it's like this. I don't know why I'm doing this. He says, I never run your credit, never done none of it. But something inside's telling me to do this for you. He said, here's the check. I took that check, went down to the the dealership. I told him what I wanted and how much it cost, and I received it. And I paid every payment, and everybody asked me, well, how did you get that vehicle? How did you do this? I said, the creator gave it to me. But you're paying on it. I said, I understand, but the creator gave it to me. And this is what happened. After I paid the last payment on that vehicle, they turned around and gave me all my money back, every single bit of it. In actuality, my confession, God gave me the vehicle. Even though I went through the motions, paid all that, they gave every bit of it back to me. And I didn't know anything. That was the blessing for me. And I had the truck too that he gave me. There's nothing impossible under the Creator if you apply it in the right way and understand it in the right way. Don't worry about your neighbor, the man down the street, your wife. Teach your kids and your wife these things that they may understand and know and bless. Get blessed. You know, uh, like they say, a family that prays together stays together. You got to realize where these, where all these sayings are coming from. It's people that's going through hell and back, and then they come to the realization and they understand what it's all about. They don't keep doing the same old, same old. You notice some people go to church day after day, year after year, and they sit in the same pew, same spot, all the time, every time. And how many times can you recall that same sermon that you heard probably 50, 60, 100 times? Yeah. But see, the, the blessing about it is you can speak things that are not. And even the even in the four Gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Jesus told them, confess. That word confess means to speak out. Confess things that are not 
as though they already are. Confess things that are not, that it's not there, but you're confessing that it is. That's what he says, confess things that are not as though it was, it's already there, and that that you have received it. And he says, you shall have whatever you ask. He's giving you the answers. And it has to, it's not out here, it's in your understanding, in your mind, and in your confession. Then it literally manifests into the three-dimensional world. Because a lot of those people that, that that are writing those books and stuff, they're telling you because they they understand what we see. But see, they're trying to make money off of it, and they're not going to tell you the the real, true understanding and secret. They'll they'll hold it back or stop short. I'm telling you that it's all within us, and it's how you apply it and how you read it and understand it. Like they say, you know how to make people do what you want? You, Whether it's right or wrong, you tell them long enough and they hear it over and over and over and over, they're going to believe it's, that, that that's, that's just the way it is, whether it's true or whether it's a lie. That's why we have to always double-check ourselves. Always, always check. Always, un, you know, because your life depends on it. He said he will add days to your life. If you notice how people, they're dying younger now and they're up to 60 or 70, but there are those that are, you know, making it to 100, 123. The Bible says the natural lifespan of us is supposed to be 120 years. And then we can go from there on upward. But see, they took some of that out of the Bible where you wouldn't know that. And what does people do? As a man or woman thinketh, because they've been lied to, and that's what they've been telling them, all four, score, and six, seventy years, they tell you you're going to live to be seventy or whatever. And you believe it, as a man thinketh in his heart, the subconscious mind, so is it. If they tell you long enough, even though they're telling you a lie, you you come to believe it and accept it, and that's what actually happens in your life. Because you didn't take the time to go check and see if there was anything different. You just accepted what they said blindly. Haven't you ever noticed the, the commercials they show you of all that herd of buffaloes and cows? They're all running, and then they run off the cliff. Picture yourself, you know, they get... They, they get spooked and they start running. And you got all these people. Picture your picture all the people instead of the the uh, buffalo. And that you're kind of stuck in the middle. They're going to push you the same direction they're going, whether you want to go there or not. And when one goes over the cliff, they're all going to go because they're so close together they can't see what's in front of them. They're just following the leader. And that's all I'm saying. And I know I've been on here going on two hours. And, you know, I want y'all to know that I appreciate y'all coming. And 
the divine creator bless you and keep you in perfect divine health and may all your desires that you desire come true that are good, good, and very good. And just be cautious of the way you think and the what you speak. And with that, y'all have a great uh, 1st of July. I know the 4th is just in a few days. Um, but we'll be back same time, same place next Sunday. And, you know, we love and appreciate you. And thank you, folks. I do greatly appreciate y'all coming. And with that, I'm going to end the call. Yava bless you and keep you now. Thank you, everyone. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.